Welcome to the podcast episode three. Today we have a very special guest and are honoured to welcome Kamal Ergodni. Kamal is the current reigning 212 Olympia champion. He is from Libya, although now living in the UK, and his journey to champion has been unusual and with challenges at every turn. We were so happy when Kamal agreed to come onto the podcast as we feel his story is so relevant to any athlete in a developing nation struggling to pursue their dreams. So we really hope his story inspires and motivates you. Welcome, Kamal, and thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. It's, um, it's something, it's really small that I could give back to my actually... Um, which is where I come from, from Africa. So it is my responsibility um, to to um, actually um, to give whatever I could uh, for our love sport um, for for Africa. To be honest, this is my responsibility. I'll do as much as you want, guys. Anything I could even come down yes. and give seminars. I, and, know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, if, if I get the invitation, guys, I will definitely be there. I will definitely uh, share my story because I like what you said. I've struggled. I've done a lot, and I've actually made it. So um, yeah, it's a big, massive story. But I would be so happy to um, actually to share it with you guys, with African Ashley. Yeah, I, for people who don't understand bodybuilding, having Kamal on our podcast is like when you get an Oscar winner. Oscar-winning actor come on the podcast. I know, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> like, if he's Django coming on our podcast, then you've got to understand that he's, you know, he's, he's the top of his game in the 212 division, and, you know, he's had a similar journey to most of uh, the guys listening are currently going through, especially in his early days. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's been a long journey for me. I started bodybuilding since 93, and I've struggled a lot, guys, believe me. Uh, I but uh, it just put something in my head. I said, I'm going to be a champion one day and I'm going to make it. And thank God, after like 27 years, I am the top of my game and I'm the best of the world and I'm Mr. Olympia. So, and everybody there, if they have belief and they've got the passion for it and they've got the genetic, and I'm sure they've got the hunger as well. It's not just they got the genetic and they want to do it, but yeah. they've got the hunger. They want to prove themselves and they will never give up. So I'm sure everybody's same as me and they could make it. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. 27 years is quite uh, like a long, long time, man. <laughs> so um, did you do that? Like... Oh, I was going to say, yeah. what people don't realize about Kamal, but we always talk about Dexter Jackson being the most winningest of <laughs> But Kamal in the amateur leagues probably has won more amateur shows than any other bodybuilder ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly right, exactly right, yes. And my amateur league, I did one nearly everything. Mm -hmm. um, and not just once, not just twice. I mean, if you want to count it between like the IOBB and ABBA, and I won 10 times world champion, 11 times Asian champion, I won the African champion, the Arab, the Arab champion, and I won like the World Games, and I won the Britain overall, I won the European. I, I mean, every single show that you could name it as an amateur, yes. I did, and the Dexter Jackson, which is he won the most pro, yeah. and that we still battle. And I think we're going to be both of us this year. We're going to be the the oldest too, and um, he's going to be the oldest in the open class, and I'm going to be the oldest in no, my class. Twelve, yeah. So um, we're still going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I, I like. Him. Sorry. Sorry. Both still looking young, though. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been lucky. I mean, really. Um, I've looked after myself very well. I've never rushed it in. That's the problem with these days with these guys. They want everything as fast. Yeah, true. And true, true. Uh, the problem is they never think what's after bodybuilding. Uh, what's after your career of bodybuilding? I mean, we know the career of bodybuilding maximum like 10, 15 years. Okay, if you made it, you want to have success after these 15 years to finish your life with your family, with your kids, with your, uh, with your business, what you actually achieved from the 15 years, not like you finish your career, that means you're finished. So um, I've never ever had that in my mind. I've always took it easy, uh, looked after myself very well. Um, so that's why, and plus like the first thing and what's the important things, I've been blessed, which is you're born with a genetic, so I don't create genetic. So I think I was born with a genetic, so I have 
that genetic to um, to make me special. Yeah, absolutely. So for the, the listeners that don't know you so well, could you give us a sort of brief, I know it's not brief, but brief sort of history of yourself, like when did you sort of leave Libya and then your sort of bodybuilding, yeah, yeah. bodybuilding journey to where you are now? Yes, yeah. Um, uh, it's a massive long story, but I'll, I'll, I'll make it as a quick as I could. Um, I started bodybuilding Libya is in 1993, and my first show was uh, the Libya Championship in '94. After I think nine months of my training, um, uh, I did the Libya National uh, as well, under the 75 kilograms, and I won my first show. Um, I was weighing 70 kilo and 70 gram. I remember my coach, bless him, my God, give him uh, uh, rest him in peace. He passed away. Is um, about four weeks ago, he's the guy, he's actually spotted me, and when he saw me at his gym, and he said to me, Kamal, you've got the potential to be a bodybuilder, the world champion. He said, you could make it, if you are in the right place, you could be a, a world champion. So I got the, his words, and I put them words in my head, and I did compete first Libya. So I won, from first show, I won in Libya, and I said, if from my first show I won in Libya, that means I need to keep going. So I decided to leave Libya. Um, and then 94, after my show, I, I moved from Libya, I went to Malta, I stayed there for two and a half, maybe three years, uh, still competing, I struggled there a lot, as I haven't got like any um, documents, you know, when you've got like uh, work permit or any paperwork, yeah. so I've been working as like um, uh, background, you know, I'm just doing a cash hand and just doing really any jobs that I could find uh, in front of me. Uh, yes, I have a skills back home because my dad and my family, we have a, like a success business, which is we are own, um, my dad has family, we, we own like a furniture business and I am a, a carpentry business, which is joinery and that. So I know, I've, I know, which is, I've got the skills from my dad. So that my dad always wanted us to learn uh, them skills and to know like um, to be handy one day and to be honest this is what I found uh, when I traveled so I used my hands okay even though I don't speak the English I don't yeah. speak the language yeah. but I've used my hands so when I offered myself for a job so, so what, do you, what, do you, what do you know I said that I'm a carpenter so, so they have tried me and yes I did some work and I struggled a bit and and then after staying two years and three years in Malta I decided to learn more English, to know more about bodybuilding, to read. And, you know, before it's like, it's not much as in the internet, it's all magazines and all, um, uh, like, all, all in magazines or, like, books or whatever. So, but I don't speak the language. I've learned Maltese. I was speaking Maltese. It's a different, like, it's a different um, language. It's not like English. It's similar to Arabic, but um, I decided to move to UK. And then I've told my dad, I said, I need to move to UK, just like, I even like to learn English. I want to help you with your business because we, my dad, as a f uh, company, we do import a lot of like uh, solid wood and a lot of stuff like from uh, Italy, from Europe, whatever. I said, I'll help you um, doing these kind of things. Just like I want him to say yes because my dad, he never wants me to uh, leave Libya yeah. as I am. He wants me to be stay there and uh, working with him and helping him and that. So, but I said, no, my dad, I want to I wanna do something myself. Yeah. I said, okay, you've got, you've got what you've got as a business-wise. Yes, we are comfortable. Yes, I travel not because of money. Uh, we've got enough. I think my dad's business is like is very, very well known back from Libya. But um, I said, I want to do it myself. He said, no, we don't say you. We say we as a family. <laughs> I said, yes. Yeah. So uh, to be honest, I left Libya without his permission, and he was very angry. But... Um, <laughs> after the state month so i moved to uh, uk i was studying english for about five months um but to be honest the cost of the um colleges here in uk and everything is very expensive so i had to work as well and i've been like doing the doors and then i found um, a company which is i do actually what i do with my dad back home like i was hanging kitchen doors and fitting like you know nice. but i still never ever skipped one day of training Computer. So after I came back here to I came to UK, I've uh, entered the competition after six months. I come third in the Midlands, and then the year I've qualified to the Britain, but because I haven't been long enough in UK, they've told me no, you have to be here for one year 
that will allow you to compete like against the for, for the Britain. And the year after I did, I won my class, I won the Britain, and I won nearly every show since then. I've been winning. But the thing is, I've been really working hard, work, train, and just home. I, I've never had any, I know when I was young, like, I've never had any, you know, the um, my life or whatever. So I've always been <laughs> just really focused into this to make it, to prove my dad, because my dad, he really wasn't happy for yeah. me to leave. So I want us to make it to prove that I am not left home to just, like, do anything. I came to make myself, to be something. And I've been competing since. Um, I won the universe, I won the world, so I've been representing UK. I won about five times as a NABA. We used, I used to compete with NABA. I won five times uh, world champion. I won the European with them. And then I had signed a contract. Uh, Qatar come involved and, and they've called me um, to compete for Qatar and the coaching um, their team. So yes, we signed a contract. I moved to Qatar from UK and I've stayed with Qatar for 10 years. I won about um, five times IFBB World Champion. I won seven, uh, sorry, eleven times um, Asian Championship. And one of the most uh, show that's why Qatar invited us there. They had the Asian Olympic Games 2016 Asian Olympic Games, which is a very big. So they had the bodybuilding on the games on the Olympic Games, which is doesn't happen. Yeah. But <laughs> that year they had it on. So uh, and I won that show. Um, and I'm to be honest, I made all my money and I made everything is in Qatar. Um, and then 2013, 2011, after the revolution, so I said, I want to compete for Libya now because after the revolution, before we never allowed as Gaddafi. Um, I mean, they they're not really supporting, they're not really looking at to the um, sports people or the famous people. I mean, Libya, as you know, everybody's Libya is very rich, okay? So with a lot of money, as a lot of this. I don't know why they've never called me said, come on, no, we want you to represent Libya. Why you represent another country? We should give you this. They should give you more. They never, they, they don't want to know about me. Nothing. Even like I used to have struggle when I go back to Libya. I used to have to be really struggle and interviewing and, you know, I, I had to be really away. I don't want to stay in Libya. They, sometimes they are really, they make stress for my family and everything. But guys, you don't want to give me nothing. Just leave me. I, I want to. I want to make myself. You don't want me to compete for Libya. You don't want to actually spend nothing for me. And actually, it, it, I mean, I did whatever I do. I had to make. I had a lot of issues. But after the revolution, I said, now is the time. Yeah. I want to compete for Libya to give something back to Libya. And this is what I did. So I earned my. I competed there, 2013. I did the world champion in Morocco. And I won the uh, world champion in Morocco, representing Libya. And I won the Mediterranean, Mediterranean uh, because we are the Mediterranean. I won the Mediterranean and I won the Arab champion. So I got five medals, uh, gold medals for Libya. And I earned my pro card uh, 2017. Uh, 2018 was my first show as uh, the Arnold Classic, yeah. um, 212. I won my first pro show. I come third uh, at the Olympia. And then last year, I won the um, title of the Olympia champion. That's yeah, amazing. that's a hell of a. You need like a room yeah, for your I'm, for your trophies and your certificates. And oh God, a, man! Yeah, I got. They so all many, have stories, man. So many trophies. Each, I've got so many medals. Yeah. It's a big, big, massive titles. Um, uh, I mean, to be honest, I made it quick. But to be honest, I struggled a lot. I mean, some some days I never had a roof on the top of my head. I had to stay out. Um, but I've never gave up. And I said, one day, if I need to ask for money from my dad, that's going to be one-way ticket to go back to Libya. Yeah. I'm not going to ask him for no penny. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, my dad now and my family, my kids, are so proud of me. And it's just like, my dad even told me, because we are from a big family, I have six yeah. brothers and three sisters. I always tell my dad, even before I leave, I said, why we six brothers, why we all? with you let's do some other different things let my older brother does this he said no we've got enough to be honest my dad is a success he's done everything for our brothers yeah everything for us i mean uh, as soon as we reach 17 is a new car if we got like everybody's is getting them properties built whatever but i said dad you never know what's happening i mean one day if something happened to our factory it will burn it will go and then we will be busted at least there's another help and to be honest after I made it and everything, he said, I wish 
I've listened to you yeah. <laughs> along the long time, and it is. I mean, they're really, really proud of me, and uh, uh, all all Libyans, all Africans. I mean, all like the Muslim countries, and whatever I did, they know my story, and it's um, it is. They're happy for me. Definitely, they're happy for me. I would say your your sort of family pressure is one that a lot of guys in developing nations have. You know, this idea to support, you know, stay at home, work in the family business, support the families. One, um, you must have felt a lot of pressure in leaving to go to Malta. It must have been, you know, I'm going to jump and do this, and then prove them all wrong. Yeah, it is. It is exactly right. I mean, um, I. But the thing is, I really wanted it. I mean, uh, the thing is, with me, when I even when I was like little young, I've always I've got something in my head. I want to be something. I want to be like, I want to do something in my own. I want to do something me, not like with my dad, with my help, with anyone. Just I want to make it myself. I've always had that pressure on me. To be honest, I had a lot of issue with my dad. I said, Kamal, what's wrong with you? Why are you not like your brothers? <laughs> I said, it's really like, and I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If you ask me now, it's just like, I don't know. I have yeah. that passion on me. Yeah. I just want to be myself. And it's not to be like as a selfish or whatever, but I want to make it. And thank God I did. I did really, I mean, with the help. But I always dreamt, I've always had that hunger in me, you know, the fighting. It's just like, I want to make it. Yeah. And I did. And I did really reach what I need. So did you like play any other sports before bodybuilding or you just went like you were sure this no, is it? No, not to be Yeah. It's one of the things is I was like um, to be honest, bodybuilding is never ever in my um, in my dream. Yeah. I've always wanted to be as a karate, you know, with the old days with Bruce Lee. And, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted that <laughs> fight and things. Uh, but the thing is, the clubs in Libya they shut about six o'clock, and then for me, six o'clock I would be working with my dad. So in the morning I'll be at college, and then afternoon or the evening. So my dad he has to you have man. My dad is a very tough man yeah. so there is no play there is no like like what these days now so we have to learn so that's what happened so um um so i couldn't find anything i tried to play football and i played with a local team for a bit but again he doesn't want me to go to, to like to the uh, training sessions and it, it is i find it really really difficult and then i've got my cousin which is he's actually started training at the gym before me he said kemal there is um, a gym we go at the gym at the moment, and they close at 11 o'clock, so you still got time. Oh, nice. And I said, okay, he said, well, you've, you've got a car, so I've, I, I mean, my dad, is, he's bought me a car anyway, so I've got a car, so I said, we will go together. I said, okay, so I've tried that gym. I went with my cousin and our neighbor, and to be honest, they left, and I've kept going. And <laughs> I, uh, they took me to that gym. I kept training, kept going, and uh, yeah, since then, I felt the love I've seen, my transformation of my physique, my body, and um, uh, it is. I stuck. I love the sport, and I've seen like you know when you when you see the difference and you see what the trans the transformation that you do make, the progress as well. So um, I just stuck in that. Yeah. Was bodybuilding popular at all in Libya when you started? Um, not really popular. I mean, to be honest, even to now, I mean, um, because I feel like what I said, uh, my coach, um, he spotted me. He used to be, he, lived, he used to live in Germany. And that year, I think he, 1990 or 91, he came back from Germany. He lived in Libya. So he opened a, a decent gym, which is, it's okay. But uh, it's never been popular. It's never been like uh, any names, big names from yeah. Libya now. Even till now, to be honest, is there isn't, um, there isn't that high level of uh, maybe there is an amateur uh, few which is is not many but um, it never to be honest it's not just bodybuilding in Libya the all sports in Libya has never been um, uh, sponsored or supported by the government the government is always against that thing is uh, even like the old days when it's Gaddafi is in the power is never is they never been like um, put in like you know, like the other countries, when they see like the sports are trying to push as much as they could or to make it big. Now in Libya, never. And now after the revolution, to be honest, since then, all still the problems, still the wars and everything. Uh, still, we haven't had time. We haven't got time. I don't think 
the Libyans they had the chance to prove themselves. There is there is a potential, yes, yeah. but uh, there is now to be honest after the revolution there is good gyms over there. There is a lot of good facilities, which is I I own two gyms back home Libya, uh, which is they are very very big gyms. It's it's like they look like the um, American big warehouses with full the latest gym equipment. So yeah. I tried to help. I tried to make some. Uh, change the way they look after the gym, the old-fashioned um, handmade machines or whatever. But now there is there is good gyms back home in Libya, and there is sort of privacies, there is competitions and that. But uh, still, the same as Africa. Still, we need more mm-hmm. knowledge. We still need more like seminars and the way you know to get into it. More companies to sponsor athletes and more this and that. Um, but um, hopefully. Hopefully, when things calms down, we could do more. That's... When did you get your first sponsorship? Just talk about sponsorship. Um, to be honest, I think my first sponsorship when I moved to Qatar, which is I've been uh, yeah. sponsored by the government, which is yeah. 2000 and, um, um, 2000 and 2003. That's when I started. Um, they took me and signed me over, so um, and then they sponsored me everything, everything for me, just train and compete. I've uh, been with them for 11 years, and it's it's a very good sponsorship. But it's as a government, not a supplement company. Oh, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, with a supplement company, the first sponsorship was I got uh, last year from uh, PPI. But the PPI have always have always been been a partner with them because I'm a distributor of the PPI sports in Libya for yeah. the last six years. But um, last year um, we got even more business, whatever. So we signed as to be uh, a PPI team. But yeah, it seems. Libya has the same problems as Kenya and I'm guessing most other countries in uh, Africa because the governments don't really support not not even just bodybuilding just sports like very good sports like rugby because we have a lot of talented rugby guys runners but it seems it's up to you to do it on your own go out there then once you're a big name then they rush and they're like ooh that's our, exactly. that's our, that's our boy. That's our girl. Yeah, he has a flag, you know. And um, it's a bit sad because also I'm guessing I don't know if in Libya is the same, but a lot of federations are corrupt here, and that exactly. just yeah, kills yeah, yeah, it yeah. big the time. Same. Yeah, yeah. I I had an interview yesterday with the Libyan TV. I was like interviewed because at the moment uh, most of the Libyans, which is they started taking a bad wrong way to uh, immigrate to um, Europe yeah. and they take in like the, the 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 sea so we never heard that in Libyans they do that we heard like uh, Algerian Tunisian yeah. uh, uh, whatever from Africa yeah. they come through Libya and then they use the boat the, the sea to immigrate which is very very dangerous, dangerous I would yeah. never ever um, tell anyone to do to take that way because it's really really sad all I tell these guys make sure you make it. You make sure you do your best to be at the level and then they will take you. They will hear about you. They will definitely come and grab you. Um, it, it, is, it is like we see Libya. I mean, the last three weeks, there is one small little boat. There was 30 Libyan on it. Completely all of them, they are Libyans. Mm-hmm. And that boat is gone and all of them is dead. Oh, wow. So, uh, I mean, if you wanted to create, make yourself your dream, definitely is not the right way. Make sure... You do 100%, you give 100%, train and reach to be that level because you don't think if you go to um, Europe, it's going to be like uh, they're going to straight away, they're going to put that flower on you. We're gonna be, you're going to be struggle. You're going to be less if you are really different, less you are really at the top. And then, yes, you will find it a little bit easier, but still, you need to reach there first. Yeah. But you take that way through the, through the sea and through. You, you know, you're gambling there. You could die and then you lose everything. So um, yeah. we had a lot of discussion yesterday. But to be honest, for me, uh, after I've reached my high top level, um, I got sponsored from uh, the Libyana mobile phone, which is uh, the Libyan local mobile phone. Uh, it's two years in a row now. Um, so you do, when you reach your top, I think like what you said, it, it, you will be wanted. You will be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of promises. I had a lot of like from the government, but it's nothing. The government is really like, I mean, uh, they, everybody now, they said, oh, because we're still in the war, we're still in this. So that's their excuse. But no, if they want to do something, of course they can do it. They can make it even better. This is the thing, I suppose there's a lot, like the whole of Africa struggles these sort of things, but there's a lot of raw talent, 
when you look at what people are, are building, the physiques they build just in a, a ghetto hood gym with, as you said, handmade equipment, using very, very sort of rudimentary techniques in education, it's, it's just amazing that there's not more, you know, governments don't latch onto this and say, actually, if we can get, you know, all spectrums of sport, really great athletes, if we just support it a bit more. Because there's so much more talent across Africa. Oh, yeah, you're completely right. Because this should even, I mean, that's the problem. Because the most, I don't think, the most who runs the federation or whatever runs the sports uh, or the Olympic Committee, whatever, they never ever, I think, they do it because of the love of the sport. And they want to improve the athletes or they want to make, because it could be like, look look at Europe, all right? It's, that's an investment. When I've got like um, <laughs> a club or whatever, and I've got like uh, invest for like the good athletes and make them that, and then I could sell them anywhere. I could that could be investment, but no, they rely on the Olympic Committee how much they're gonna give them, how much they're gonna put in their pocket, and they don't want to know about the athletes. <laughs> it doesn't. It, that's not in their dream because they are not athletes in themselves because they never tried, or they never wanted to be that way. Yeah. It's, it's to be honest it's, it's the same i mean that's what i always say that could be an investment yeah. you've got like good potentials we have in africa we've got plenty of potential come on guys i mean you see the footballers how many africans around the world that being like um sign or emigrate or like change nationality yeah. Yeah, for the bigger team yeah. look at france Look at I, France. The whole team. It's 99.9%. Belgium. Belgium. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And here, England, Italy. True, true. There, there is a lot of... I mean, come on, man. That's the thing is, I don't know why... I don't know. Yeah. I, can't, I don't know. It happens to me. It yeah. that happened to me. I was like in the top of my game as an amateur. My country, they never wanted me to compete for Libya. They yeah. never wanted me to. So... Is something to do with the government, I think. Yeah, so when are we going to get uh, like the first Kamal Classic Africa IFBB Championship or something of the sort? <laughs> oh, yes, oh, definitely. I mean, I love this sport, I yeah. will 100% I will give back. 100%, yeah. like what I said, 100% I will definitely give back. We used to do um, a show in Libya which is, I've got my friend, which is, he's a bodybuilder, is a very, very close to me. Yeah. He passed away uh, at the revolution, at the beginning of the revolution. So, okay. and I did a show uh, under his name. And I did that show most, the most um, prized money in the amateur. So the first, the first prize used to get 10,000 US dollars. Yeah. It's yeah. more than the pros of the yeah. moment. shows, <laughs> you wouldn't get that much money. Um, yeah. And I, we had, to be honest, we had some success. But the problem is, uh, the war started again after the revolution. We had yeah. four, three, four years, peace, nice, getting really better and everything. Yeah. But now it's still problems. So, but I promise when everything settles down yeah. and I will do as much as I could. Um, yes, there is. I will make a show. I will um, I will spread that even not. Uh, it doesn't have to be just located in Libya. Yeah. I'll probably move it forward to Africa as long as uh, we got anybody like interesting to... Um, do these kind of things, yeah. and I'm well open to do anything for Africa. Anything. Yeah, because uh, like me and Andy can attest, because we've competed uh, in the UK, and the ticket prices to the UK, man, they're, they're not, it's not, it's not something all athletes, especially if you're struggling and trying to save up for your food, for your training. Yeah, you have no sponsor. Coach. Yeah, there's no sponsor. No help at all from... <laughs> And Any yeah, federation, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's very, very costly uh, sport, very expensive, and especially if you don't know uh, what to do. Exactly, I mean, that's yeah, the problem. Yeah. It, could, it could be anyone comes to you, say, "Yeah, I'm a coach. I could do this to you. It's gonna cost you that much money." Blah blah blah. Yeah, Please, no, 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 no. It's, you need to be smart. You need to know. I mean, if you really know, I wouldn't say. The most expensive things part of it is the food. Yeah, hundred mm -hmm. percent. It's the food. It's very, very expensive. So uh, because you're gonna choose the best food. For example, when you say eat, have a steak, you got like a portion <laughs> of steak a day, or sometimes you have two portions of two meals of steak, beef. So you can't just buy any beef. Yeah. Be really the like the top side or the row, or whatever. It has to be the fillets. For me, 
because I'm eating every day. I want to enjoy it. This diet is a really boring. It's a very boring diet, yeah? <laughs> but it has to be at least um, a tender, Enjoyable. soft meat or whatever. So, for example, me, I can't afford to buy, like, here in England, it's, not, it's very expensive, right? I'm buying one kilo of uh, fillets, 25 pounds. So it's not it's not cheap. Yeah. That normal person or whatever, I don't think they can afford it. So they will they will eat the, the most cheapest beef. But it's gonna be like you're gonna have a really chew air and yeah. you're gonna break your teeth when you eat yeah. it. So and it's funny like that because actually beef is cheaper than chicken. Yeah, uh, that's why chicken, I was. Which is about diet is really expensive in Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. Beef, beef is cheaper over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah beef is cheaper than chicken. Per, per kilo, oh, beef, is, beef is way cheaper. <laughs> but like young guys who are struggling in Kenya, like they get told the importance of things like whey protein. And people forgot to tell them that actually your food comes one. first. Yeah. The supplements, it's like the, the nice to have things. Yeah, it's, 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 they call it as a meal replacement. It's a yeah. meal replacement. So it is now, it is, I mean... Um, Yes, it's good. You need to have it, but uh, food is most important. Thing is food, which is um, a supplement. It's it's like a help to give you, like especially like okay after training, you definitely need like um, a whey protein or isolate just straight into the, your um, um, what they call it your system and that. But it's um, for the youngsters or whatever. If they eat well, if they have four meals a day to start with and but this is this is the problem that's what they see in the internet and that's the said when you're not having a, a right coach to show you exactly what you need especially with the other supplement as well they push things to you straight away and it's it's bad really we need we need to do a lot of um, especially in Africa as well we, I think we have the responsibility um, to make sure uh, get these people to know a lot a lot of things I mean I'm happy I'm happy to do if, if there is any any things that we could do and I could do I could help I, I, I don't mind to travel around um, and just like do this kind of seminar and talk to people make them aware what's actually going on because do we see like they see me as a pro come out like this no 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 it's not like what we take believe me we take less than what you take, amateur guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll definitely plan a nice safari seminar for you to come and <laughs> enjoy yeah, Kenya. Inshallah, man. Yeah, inshallah, let, let me, let me um, finish the Olympia. Yeah, give me Olympia top down. Yeah, we need to. my pocket again and then hopefully, yes. Yeah. Because to be honest, I want to do it. I want to do it for our sport and always um, the um, promoter of the Olympia as Dan Solomon and old Jim Manny in our the IFV Pro League, and they love these kind of things. They will see you as you are a good ambassador. And because I'm the only one from Africa that won the Olympia, yeah. so I want to do that. I really want to do that. I, like what I said, I feel this is my responsibility. I, I really I, I really need to do it. So, um, yeah, anytime, guys, if there is any um, anything that I could do, and I would be very happy to do so. Yeah, that would be incredible because you're such a great role model and because bodybuilding is, it is very popular here now and in uh, Tanzania, Uganda and like we said before we started the podcast, South Africa is kind of different because um, you know, I think... Because, yeah, they sort of have their thing, their pros never leave but they, they yeah. seem to be okay somehow. <laughs> they have this called amateur scene, but they, no real yeah, pro scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've, I've competed with um, a guy from South Africa years back. Um, his name is Quentin, I think. It's Quentin. Yeah, uh, I think um, I follow him, I'm sure. Big, big, yeah. tallish guy. Yeah, big, yeah uh, he looks like, you know, the um, Asian... Asian look, he has got the shave. Yeah, yeah. Quentin, I don't know, Quentin something, yeah. yeah. We competed at the world champion in um, mm. India once. And then since then we become friends and we met in, um, we went back to India for a tour as well, me and him around. And yeah, I've been still, we're still friends and we're still yeah. like, yeah. But yeah, like what I said, same Africa, it, it's, it's not, you don't, you see the amateur away from it, but you don't see the pro, which is, we have the potential, but the luck, we haven't got a luck. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. There is so much potential. And just, like you say, the education, having the seminar, and like someone like you for the motivation, it would be, yeah, yeah that would just... be the perfect combination. And your story. Yeah, and your story. Yeah, it is, it is. 
Yeah. I mean, my story. I mean, it could be. It could be when they listen to my story because if I, if somebody knows exactly my story, what it is, and the way I've struggled, the way I made it, it is a big story. So that definitely will give them a lot of passion. I mean, that's why I always tell my kids. And I've took, to be honest, I took my kids a tour where I used to work, where mm-hmm. I used to stay. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, one one story. I'll tell you quick. Um. I used to, when I was to work in Malta in. Um, when the uh, one of the hotels they is under construction, so that's when I started work there. So I went to the boss. I said, "I want I need to work." He said, "What do you know?" I said, "I'm a carpenter." Blah blah blah. So it took me about three three weeks, back with a forward, back with a forward, back with a And then one day he said to me, "Yeah, start." So I started with him, and I used to live with a friend of mine in a housemate. So we used to live there together. And then I said to after maybe four or five months, I said to my boss, "I said." Can I stay in in the hotel? He said, Kamal, there is nothing here. There's no water, there's no doors, nothing. I said, yeah, but I need to go away from where I live now. I want to focus more to save some money. And then it's for me. I said, as long as I train and I eat food, it doesn't matter. I stay where I am. Yeah. That time is a summer, really. Yeah. But it's not like winter. Winters are can't really going to be very cold yeah. in the summer. So my boss has got me a small little mattress and then I put like in a corner. I like few bricks yeah. and I like plywood and you've got me some like um, uh, what do you call it mattress and pillow yeah. and that. Yeah. So and I was staying. I stayed there for nearly six months. Wow. I slept there. Yeah. And um, I had a phone call from a friend of mine in Libya. His brother is coming to Malta transit to. Um, he's going to somewhere Turkey, one of the countries. He's a business. He does like clothing business. Yeah. And he said, will you go and pick him up like from the, he's got eight hours transit, stays with you. I said, okay, no problem. So I went, he's our neighbor. So I went to pick him up. So I went with a taxi. So I, I haven't had a car. So I went a taxi, brought him back. So I went, came back to this, where I work, at the building. And he said, come on, where are you taking me? <laughs> I said, I said, that's where I'm staying. I'm staying here. He said, come on, you, because he knows my family. He's our neighbor. Yeah. He knows how we are back home. He said, you, Ilgargni, you stay here. <laughs> and I was really he shocked. Yeah. He said, Does, is your dad knows? I said, am I doing wrong? I am working. I'm going to make it myself. Yeah. I'm going to be, I don't care about my dad. As long as I'm doing wrong, nothing, this is work. Yeah. I'm not being shamed for that. I don't care where I stay, but I'm doing it for me. He said, you're right. I mean, this guy, he's a very, very high of the, what they call it, uh, the law. He's a high judge yeah, yeah. Um, with the courts in Libya. And he said, that story, Kamal, your story and what you are now, for me, every time when I go, he goes to the university, he gives like lessons, whatever. Yeah. I'll tell them your story. <laughs> it's an example for these people. And every time he sees me now, Kamal, he says, <laughs> really, I mean, I did That's struggle. A lot. I mean, I struggled a lot, yeah. but it is like now I'm really happy. I'm really like, yes, I made it. I mean, I've yeah. got, I'm successful with my family. I've got a nice family. I've got four kids. Um, I own my house, and I've got some properties back home in Libya. So I'm not greedy. I could make even more, but no, no, no I'm happy, yeah. and I'm happy with what I've got. But it's a lesson there in single-mindedness. Everything know. you did was in pursuit of your dream to do bodybuilding. You're willing to sleep in a, a, a hotel that's under construction purely so you could spend your money on eating, training, and save a little bit to further your journey. Yes. To be honest, this is what I did. So where, where, that, that hotel is outside. There's like a small little shop. So I used to wake up in the morning, go to that shop, and get a can of, um, can of tuna, on a piece of bread, and then there is the restaurant. Um, I've dealt with him. His, the restaurant that um, the owner, his son, he trains bodybuilding as well. So I went to his dad. I said, "Listen, this is my situation. I need your help here. Will you set me for two meals, like lunch and dinner, yeah. uh, one beef and one steak? And please, I mean, I've told him my situation. Blah blah blah. He said, "Don't worry, Kamal." And he actually sorted me out. So mm-hmm. I used to have two meals on him, yeah. and I have two yeah. one meal breakfast, which is tuna, canned tuna, and that Amazing. bread. And at the gym, yeah. um, I have one shake, and then that's that's, that's what I used it? to have only wow. four meals a day. Well, that was kind of your first sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I used to pay. I used oh, to pay for the, the food. I mean, uh, really charged me. 
It used to be one lira, one one lira, yeah. one lira for each meal. One lira at uh, Maltese lira, which is about two pound now. The lira is very strong, so two pound. Yeah. Then are we talking about twenty years ago? Yeah, wow. it's 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 not bad. But I used to have at least a nice beef. Yeah. And a, a chicken breast with rice, or he does with potato, whatever. And but two really good meals, <laughs> two good meals. And I had the tuna in the morning and the shake after the gym. That's what I used to have. It's so, just... and I did save money six months, and then I had my uh, my own apartment. And uh, and my my boss, when he saw me, that I know I'm doing a good job. Blah blah blah. My salary has gone up a little bit. So it, it starts improving. But he he was shocked actually when I said I want to sleep here. He said, yeah. "Are you sure?" <laughs> I said, yes, I am. I, you know, there is nothing just like have a normal um, tap with a pipe, yeah, just yeah. having a shower and <laughs> watching it. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not feeling shame. I'm not oh, feeling like I'm not saying because it's a, I'm proud now. Yeah. I was yeah. born that way and I made it. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that's, that's hard in the sport that people... You know, even back then, probably didn't. It wasn't really on their radar. Like maybe if you were pursuing football or something, you know, that would be a bit different. But bodybuilding was probably even more obscure. People didn't understand that. Yeah, and that's the problem. Even now, I've seen the youngsters. They said, "Oh, if I didn't get the support, I'm not going to train. If I didn't get sponsored, I'm not." Yeah. No, 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 no. You have to work yourself. You have to make it yourself, and then everything will come later. And I've seen them even back in Libya. Oh, if the federation they wouldn't want to give me, I'm not going to train. No, just go ahead yourself. If you know you've got the potential and you're going to make it, I'm sure, like what you said earlier, they will come and grab you later on. They will. <laughs> First so, love training and then see what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, 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 yeah. So as a young Kamal, what's like your most memorable Let's start with your competition. Like, which competition holds like a special place apart from the Olympia and Arnold, obviously? So. Yeah, um, it's to be honest, my my best uh, memories of um, my shows as an amateur, which is the um, uh, the Olympic um, Asian Olympic Games. So that's the game, which is. Um, I've seen the support. That's why they invited me. That's why they signed with me for that show, to make sure to have a good team and to be there. And they not they haven't just signed like for bodybuilding. They yeah. signed any a lot of others. Qatar as a country, they want to be number one at the sport. And as we know now, Qatar is very very big with the sport. Yeah. So they hold in the world the world, but <laughs> world, world, world football game yeah. uh, for yes the world football. Um, in 2022 yeah. so but they 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 worked hard they had a schedule to make it there so um but the the thing is what i see over there from uh the people the qatari when we are training and we wherever we go yes kamal we definitely we are our, our eyes on you we need that medal we need qatar number one it's the passion from the people yeah. so we had that much responsibility for the people, from the government, from like the um, uh, what they call it, from the the kings over there, from the royal families, mm. everywhere we go, all the time, like they checking on us, what you need, what it's they really, really supported us big time, all over everything. And then when we won, we've got two gold medals. I got gold medals. There's another guy. He is from Iran. He was signed at the same day with me as well. And there's a local guy, a Qatari guy, whose name is Jason. He's a local, he got um, a silver. So we got, yes, we made Qatar number one, number one at the Arab because yeah. of our medals. Yeah. And after that, it's just like wherever you go, it, it is really felt really. That, that I think, the most um, pricing medal oh, I think I've got, yes. I think about uh, competitions, you know, you, you mentioned Mr. Olympia. Yeah, you are Mr. Olympia currently, so you come back in December to to fight off everyone to hold your hold your position. But, but what I've noticed though is yeah, and maybe for some for some bizarre reason it seemed like you came out of left field last Olympia, although you'd won the uh, Arnold, you come third in the Olympia previously, so I don't know why everyone was surprised that you came in and won last year. But you still seem a little bit like you're the underdog for this Olympia. People still talk about, you know, Derek Derek Lunsford and then having you as like 
you know, it's going to be a struggle for you to hold him off. Uh, well, I'm just trying to get, get your thought, uh, thoughts on this. Well, he's American, isn't it? So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one thing you've got that one. he would have, and that's that muscle maturity. You know, yeah, I mean, 48 years old, your muscle doesn't get much more mature. It's like, you know... Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. I mean, to be honest, even the year that he beat me, he comes a second to flex. If you look into them pictures, he never, he never, he never <laughs> in the same condition. He's never. They just gave it to him because he, nobody knows about me. I came, yeah. as I told you, 2017, got my pro card. 2018, first Arnold Classic, I won. Yeah. That day, where did you come from? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what they said. I mean, even my coach, Chris Asiri, said, today... America, they will know who's Kamal is. Yeah, I remember he and was everybody, Yeah, they, they know, yeah, of course they still push him. To be honest, even when I went the next year, um, the when I won the Arnold, and then Flex was there, so he's never won. So uh, they should have even my picture advertising him the Olympia. True, true, nothing, true, true, just true. his picture, just his picture. I said, and then it's like, come on, guys! But they pushing him so much. The media. Yes, he have a nice physique, he have a nice lines and that, but the muscle mature, he hasn't got it. Yeah. And he's never had he's never had the condition in any other shows. Even the first Olympia, the second Olympia, last year last year, to be honest, is the worst one for him. He's yeah. he's came really like really he said water, but it's not really water, it's fat there. Still yeah, uh, I mean water easy to get water out. Yeah, but true, it's true, when true. you have a layer of fat or whatever, that's the problem. It hard. But um, again, he is like, um, they're pushing him so much and they think he's the face. Yes, he's got the potential. He's got the time as well. He's young. Yeah. I think he's 27 or whatever. But um, not when I'm there. When I'm yeah. there. But let's say your condition's like second to none. Uh, have you yeah, ever struggled to reach 212? No, or no. Is it just an easy weight for you to reach? Nah, it's a very easy weight for me. I mean, I've never ever struggled to, to reach the 212. Um, I, the thing is, I start early, very early. Because you um, look like you're in condition now. I've seen photos of you. I recently. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't, I didn't, I, for me, as a media, I don't show much of the media. I yeah. show it on stage. Yeah. I work yeah. all my things for the stage, not on the media. We are not a media game. We are a bodybuilder. And this is why I want to talk about Derek Lunsford, because he's very good at playing the social media game. Yeah, he's okay. A but new generation of younger guys, like Regan Grimes and Derek Lunsford, they're very, very active on social media. I think that's why people talk about them, where you tend to take a, a back seat to social media. Like Dorian Yates, huh? Like a Dorian Yates <laughs> and working with shadows, and then step it up on stage. Yeah, yeah I like that. Stage and, Come, come on stage and do the damage. Yeah, yeah. everyone is like, where, 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 who the hell is he? Yeah, I, honest, I like that. Honest, yeah, this is this is what I do. And um, I know I've been trained by the best coach ever in the world, oh, which is Mr. Uh, he knows exactly what do I need to have on stage. Yeah. He's got the eyes. He knows what's yeah. all about. So I leave it all to him. Mm. I listen to him and every single thing. Yeah. He sends me the diet. I say, yes, boss, it's done. It's done. <laughs> I will never, ever question him. I mean, I know a lot. I've prepped a lot of people. I've got people earn their pro cards, and I've done, I've done a lot. But when I'm with him, like, I never, ever know anything. Never <laughs> question him. Never mm. I say, oh, it's okay. I'll change mm. this because I've done it before. No. And I would feel really, if I'd done it once, and I really feel right, sad, bad, or I've cheated, I haven't done what's in the list or what's less. It's no, he knows with me, when he gives me things, 100% it'll be done. He will tell me, do this, do that. Four months, you will be that weight, and you're going to look like that. Yeah. 100%. It's really 100%, because I do exactly what he tells me. Yeah. So, I think so, what I about your Olympia win, though, it's probably because I'm 40, it's the fact that you were 47 when in Mr. Olympia. I was like... It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was... I was, I was that time? It was seven years. I would, I would be 49 this November. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. I was going to say, yeah, you no. be, yeah, 49. It yeah, doesn't so, look good, um, man. Yeah, you, know, you, still, you, still, you, still, you still got time, don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, any... to be honest, I'm, I am improved a lot this year. 
Uh, we started early, and um, it, it's gonna be a shock. Believe me. It's hopefully everything is going. If everything is goes into the plan, the way we done it till now, everything is successful, and it's a lot of improvement happen. Is a lot of improvement happen. So I think.
it is. Uh, in America, it's going to be a lot much different. Basically, basically, no sponsors here. There's no um, support whatsoever, to be honest. Even the British guys here, they struggle. As you know, you haven't seen names from England. Dorian Yates, and that's it. Who else, like, yeah. as a big name? It's not really, which is supposed to be, there is, I'm not sure, it's a bit in pro, but it's not on the high level. But because of the sponsorship, because most of the yeah. companies, guys, guys now, they're being sponsored by American companies, which is shame, yeah. really. Because yeah, Britain's got a great body built, but there is a lack of like bond, uh, British companies. Yeah, yeah. There isn't, there isn't. Um, that's going to be some amazing sessions, though, with Flex. I can, I can see them now down in the Dragon's Lair. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've been mean, watching I can't wait. Instagram uh, and YouTube. Will... Yeah, 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 yeah. It will be, it will be posing. It'll be, it'll be like human. Um, uh, I mean, we'll see the, the different experience for me to be with them training together. And I'll see the life. And I'll be living as a fully pro life yeah. <laughs> with the fully pros. And the good thing is my sponsor, BBI, which is they are there as well. They're not far from uh, Flex. They are in Florida as well. And um, actually, we're going to be doing a lot of uh, training session. We're going to be doing a lot of tours as well. So it is this three months or four months. Um, that that area be... of Florida has become sort of the epicenter of American bodybuilding, really. Yes, where they live. Yes, yes. Most, yeah. most of the big guys, yes, they are in Florida. Yes. Yeah, it's getting um, even even the big supplement company. They, they, most um, most of the um, uh, bodybuilders actually they move it over there. So. Yeah. So your prep for the Olympia is like kind of perfect, really, once you get there. You've got a great sort of setup. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, yeah, I feel really um, happy with it because it's uh, flex and I know him very well and we get on very well together. And um, it's a private gym, so it's not really very yeah. crowded or whatever, so everything is... It's there for you, all the facilities and everything. Um, I don't have to struggle. I think just go in, just straight in and get on with it. Yeah, it provides a, a nice environment. You can just get locked in and give every set 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, to leave my family for four months, my kids and wife and that, yeah. that even would give me more, at least make something back for them yeah, and bring yeah. back the trophies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't think anyone's going to, you know, what you could potentially bring to that stage, I think is going to shock people. I know. <laughs> your previous Olympia, you shock people, but you were, you were you know, juggling work, like, you know, you've got your own businesses and your family life, and although you're focused on the bodybuilding, this is purely... Just that, yeah. Yeah, focus, okay. yeah. yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. So, um... To be honest, I have our good friends here. I've got even my gym here in England. I've got the manager and I've got my training partner. So they've told me, just go. Don't worry about anything here. We are here to support you 100%. So don't even think about it. Just go. Do what you have to do. Yeah, so it is... It is um, I, I don't think I have any excuse <laughs> not to make it. Not to do what I, what I have to. And that's all up to me. So, uh, yeah, I need to, um, uh, I would say, kill myself or just <laughs> to make sure I'll do the job. Yeah. All the best with that, man. And do you, do you, do your children like bodybuilding? Um, I, w I, w I wouldn't like bodybuilding, but they like my way, they like okay, the way, yeah, yeah they <laughs> like the lifestyle, they like yeah. the way they see their dad. And yeah. Yes, they're proud. I've got my uh, older one, he's starting going with me now, I take him. He's 15 years old, yeah. so he's going with me every now and then to the gym. Yeah. The younger one, the 11, 12 years old, he's uh, he's mad on football. So he he's um, he goes to football and he goes train with the, one of the local teams here and that. And my daughter, well, she's uh, home with her mum and yeah. that. <laughs> and the little one is four years old, so he's gonna start actually um, school this year, his first year. So. Uh, it's going to be hard for my wife because mm. she's going to take care of four of them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, she will. She will be tough, and I think she will. Um, she will get through this. Yeah. That's great, man. Good. Well, I don't know. Have we got any more questions? No, that's. Uh, 
Well, we could continue, but I'm sure we <laughs> don't have to take so much of your time. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to talk about, There's, but you know, yeah. what we should probably do is you know, let you get all the men come back to you when you've won the Mr. O title again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even even when I'm in America, if you have the time, we could do another one there. And Like what I said, I want to do as much as I could for Africa, so yeah, why not? So we could, we could, another, we could do another one maybe when I'm there and uh, yeah. Could do another one. Yeah, awesome, man. That yeah. would be great. And yeah, we would we we're yeah. truly so appreciative that you took the time to come. And I think yeah, our listeners will be very yeah, very motivated. I mean I, I feel very motivated I now. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> no I'll never, you'll never complain. Yeah, all of that is behind you. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry, guys. All of Kenya is supporting I'll, you. Yeah. I will do it for you guys. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Kamal. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice Thank weekend. You. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Kamal.